Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. I am your host, Stephen Payton. The date is the 27th of November 2020. Let's get into it. Kicking things off this week, the Tories are in deep panic mode over the Union, according to the SNP Deputy Leader Keith Brown. So what prompted this statement? Was it the fact that the UK government have established a second union unit to scuttle the independence movement? Was it the tumbly bumptinth poll in a row showing a clear majority of Scots back independence? No, neither of these things, though I'm sure they're both giving Boris Johnson a headache regardless. No, in this case it was the latest calls for (laughs) federalism, which have come from none other than Malcolm Rifkind a former Edinburgh MP who infamously took on the role of Thatcher's man in Scotland during her reign of terror. Speaking at the weekend, Rifkin acknowledged that devolution will soon have had its day and said instead that federalism should replace it. Which is odd, because I seem to remember being promised in 2014 by none other than Mr Federalism himself, Gordon Brown, that in the event of a novel. Scotland would move as close to federalism as it could get. Whoops. According to Rifkind, it would be far more likely that a federal unionist viewpoint would win if that was on the ballot paper, rather than simply saying, do we continue with the status quo or go for independence? Okay, I would not be so sure of that. This argument may have had a little bit more weight to it before the 2014 referendum, but after six years of watching Tory governments through the lens of knowing that we could have chosen to leave this behind, I wager it does not anymore, particularly as the UK government has shown itself to be more than happy to trample all over the Scottish Parliament especially when it is unclear if the UK could even function as a federal union, not to mention the lack of political will for it. Given that Boris Johnson apparently believes that devolution itself was already a mistake, what chances are there that he'd even consider a federal UK? I think I'll stick with backing a second independence referendum for the time being. But how do we actually secure that referendum? Well, according to SNP MP Pete Wishart, we can bring about a historic second vote by grinding down the Tory government with successive constitutional disputes. In other words, we can effectively become so annoying that eventually the Tories will cave. Writing in his blog... Wishart noted that Scottish politicians could, for example, withdraw from intergovernmental machinery and institutions. In the Scottish Parliament, legislative consent could be increasingly withdrawn. The Scottish Parliament could also start to legislate on issues at the edge of the devolved powers, challenging the UK government to strike Scottish democracy down again. We could then start to grind them down with successive constitutional disputes. That is certainly one way to bring about a second referendum. And as a country that's plagued by the infamous Midgey, one of the most irritating creatures on the planet, it seems that we have spent our lives training for this moment. And speaking of Scottish things, a little Burns seems appropriate for the moment. Or would some power the gifty gears to see ourselves as others see us? 
Well, this week we got that chance, sort of. Well, not us, exactly. But the UK, which unfortunately we are still a part of. According to a new report from the Edinburgh-based Scottish Centre on European Relations, the UK's reputation across Europe is such that it is regarded as, quote, unreliable, unpredictable, and untrustworthy. That's the kind of TripAdvisor review that would have you steer clear, yet that's the political union we are stuck within. Unsurprisingly, there was also broad openness to Scotland having a normal accession path to the EU following independence, though it did stipulate this would need to follow a legally and constitutionally sound referendum carried out an agreement between London and Edinburgh. And according to Nicola Sturgeon just yesterday evening, that referendum should take place in the early years of the next Scottish Parliament. When asked if it would happen in 2021, the First Minister told a reporter that she had neither ruled it out nor ruled it in. She went on to say, I think it's right, not least because of the challenge this country is facing coming out and rebuilding from Covid, that Scotland should have the opportunity to choose whether to become independent in the earlier rather than the later part of the next Parliament. Which makes sense. It makes sense to get out of the UK as early as possible. I've seen some, such as Ruth Davidson, claim that leaving at the tail end of a pandemic would be grossly irresponsible. But, frankly, the truly irresponsible thing to do would be to remain in a position that allowed Westminster governance over how we recover from COVID-19. There are better alternatives most of which assuredly do not involve Boris Johnson. And if you do want something a little bit more precise than the early parts, uh, Sturgeon did suggest that a more precise timeline would be outlined in the SNP's party manifesto ahead of next year's elections. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. That does, however, bring us to an end this week. So with all that said, where does that leave the State of the Union? falling apart quicker than the BBC's reputation for impartiality. See you all again next week.